Um, this morning we are talking about balance and talking about how we find balance in our lives. I am joined today by uh, Pastor Laura Bird and Carol Petridis, and um, we are in this exciting time of really moving forward in this series of choosing love. And we have followed uh, the life of Moses. Uh, And in following the life of Moses, we have watched Moses discover things that a lot of us are still seeking to discover. He discovered boundaries by having a friend come um, and tell him, hey, what you think you're doing isn't good. Um, What you actually should be doing is this. He went on to be a great guide and bridge builder for his people because he was able to listen closely to what God was calling him to do. And then finally today, he is um, expounding upon the Ten Commandments, growing them. Um, And in growing them, he is giving them a reminder of what a balanced life should look like. So I guess to open this morning, what does a balanced life look like for you? Because I think that's the challenge, right? Balance looks different for each of us. And so I don't know that there's like a direct path of balance, um, but what does balance look like for you? <laughs> yeah, well, go, it, it is, go, it's interesting because to the point that you just made, balance looks so different for everyone. And when I hear this question, I jump immediately into, well, I need to do some things to slow down and I need to dial it back. And I know that that's not the case for everyone, but for me personally, Um, I am the type of person that always has to have her hands into something. And if there is some sort of created break, then I will create some sort of thing for myself to do. You know what I need to do right now, because I have a day off, is to sew a dress for my my daughter. And then I end up getting really upset because there's a lot of gathering, and why did I start this? But once I start something, I have to finish it. And I think, um, for me, I'm always sort of up here. So balance, for me, looks like trying to take it down here a notch. Um, but I know that's, that's not the case for each person. Oh, this is a hard one for me because um, I really try to live a balanced life, but we talked about this earlier in our conversation. I don't always feel balanced. Like even if I'm, you know, making sure that I'm working so many hours or, and I'm, you know, doing all the things that supposedly lead to balance... I still don't feel balanced in my spirit. And I think what came to me during Vaughn's meditation was that the only way to balance your spirit is to do things like that, is to, is to be in prayer, is to meditate, is to just play on the guitar and hum along. I mean, those are the ways to, medi- to balance your spirit. And so much we just think about balancing our life mm-hmm. and not our spirit. And I think for me, that's where the feeling of it is off. It's like I'm doing all these outside things, but I'm not balancing inside. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how many things I balance in my life, I'm still not going to feel balanced. Yeah. And I think when we, we talked about this idea of balance earlier in the week, right? And you said, well, I just don't feel balanced. I was like, but you're the most balanced person I know, right? If you're going to be at pub theology on a Monday until like 11 o'clock at night, you will come in later in the day so that you right? Work-life balance. Outside, right? yeah, outside. And so like from the outside perspective, I was like, but, but you're balancing things. And you're like, yes, but I don't feel balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's different. Um, and so I, I like this idea of spiritual balance. That has stuck with me throughout the week because 
Uh, in, in the last decade, the idea of a work-life balance has become very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was in a, a room full of people talking about an idea like this this week. Um, and as I uh, started talking about a work-life balance, I realized the majority of the room was retirees. Mm-hmm. So their work-life balance was balanced, <laughs> right? Uh, the scales had tipped the other way. They were, they were seeking more of a, how do I balance my time and energy? How much do I spend in relaxation and leisure versus with my family? Um, and then I had you know, a group of, of stay-at-home moms, right? They don't have a work-life balance the way that we think about that. They have to balance, well, how much time am I spending with my children versus how much time are we doing activities versus, right? It's, they're trying to balance in a different way. And that's where all of this idea of, okay, well, my idea of balance looks very different than your idea of balance, um, which looks very different than everybody else's idea of balance. Um, But the one thing we have in common is why we gather together here today on Sunday morning, which is how do we find spiritual balance? And so I've really liked this idea of spiritual balance and how we center ourselves back into the things of God. And that's what I think Moses was really trying to help the Israelites with in our scripture today. So Carol, will you read our scripture? Sure. This is from chapter 23, Exodus 23, verses 10 through 13. It says, for six years, you shall sow your land and gather in its yield. But the seventh year, you shall let it rest and lie fallow so that the poor of your people may eat and what they leave, the wild animals may eat. You shall do the same with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, so that your ox and your donkey may have relief, and your homeborn slave and the resident alien may be refreshed. Be attentive to all that I have said to you. Do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. And so here in Exodus 23, right, it's after the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were given in Exodus 20. So this is now Moses kind of expounding upon these ideas and in trying to help people better connect with God, right? One of the idea of this expanding of Sabbath is about God's compassion, is a reminder of how much God cares. But it's also a reminder of when we seek balance and find balance, we allow other people to find it too. So if you're not resting on the Sabbath, right? if you're not taking a day of rest, if you're constantly working, then the people who work for you are also constantly working. Mm-hmm. Um, as are, in the case of the scripture, the beast of burdens and the fields, right? everybody has to work because you're working. Mm-hmm. But if you will set a good example of what rest and compassion and care looks like, then the people around you are able to rest and have compassionate care. I think everybody has at least worked for somebody who never took a day off, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know I have. Um, and so the, the challenge with that is you never feel like you can leave. Because if they're not going to, things could happen, you're going to still get emails when you're gone or phone calls, right? So you never feel like you can rest. But if the, the CEO, if the head of the company will just take days off, they'll take their vacations and they make you feel like you can, right? Then you're able to rest as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in this scripture, right? You have to take the time, right? So that the people who work with you, around you, and near you can also find the time and the balance. Otherwise, you end up in an imbalance. And so I think this is so interesting when you look at what Moses was trying to do um, and expound upon what God had given him of saying like, yes, you need to rest. And kind of here's why, 
right? It's not just about you. It's not just about your personal stuff. It's a communal thing, and it's compassion. And it's also about allowing the fields to rest every seven years and taking the time, and it allows everything around it to rest. And so it is that reminder that we're all connected, even when we don't feel like we're connected. Yeah, and I think this is also sort of true within our our families, because I feel like a lot of times on a Saturday, um, for example, for me, I'm like, okay, this is my day. Everything has to be done today. I've got to go to the grocery store. I've got to do the laundry. I've got to pick up the entire house. Everything has to be clean, and everybody else better get get to step in. And if I see um, someone else in my family, like if my if my husband is, you know, laying down watching a basketball game, God forbid, I'm like, why aren't we, why aren't we moving? You know, and, and I think that that's not a good thing for him. It's not a good thing for me, but I think that that sort of relates. It's not only in the, the work setting, but it's also within our families that we should all feel like it's okay to take rest. And I think when we are all not doing it together, it can create um, like you said, some uh, uncomfortable feelings around, oh, should I, should I be resting or should I also be working? That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, what things that were going through my mind uh, while you were talking, Christopher, was um, really what Vaughn said in his meditation, that rest is liberation. Um, I really can't get that out of my head, to be honest. Um, I think that is kind of a radical idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this book that Vaughn and I like um, called Rest is Resistance. And it talks about rest being exactly that. It's, it's resistance against the um, grind culture that we're all so a part of. Even though we may not even realize we're a part of it, we're absolutely a part of that grind culture. And so when we rest, we feel like we're behind or we're losing something. You know, there's just sense of, of loss. Uh, loss of time, loss of production. Um, and I personally think the um, creation story is instructions on how to create, not just the creation story or the origin story of um, humanity, but it, I think it's more than that. You know, there were six days of creation, and on the seventh day, God gave a divine mandate to rest. Mm-hmm. And without that rest, creation cannot happen. And so instead of seeing it as a loss, what would happen if we saw it as a gain? Mm. And that that is the only way we can balance ourselves. And I would still love to do that, but like this weekend I rested because I wasn't feeling very well. um, And I feel like a loss. I feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, all the stuff I you know, personal stuff like cleaning the house and, you know, just making everything organized, I feel like I lost out on that. But I have to keep telling myself, no, you, you rested and resting is doing. <laughs> it's just a different doing. Yeah. Well, and I think the hard part of this idea of you talk about rest, you talk about finding time for, you know, the Jewish people, it's a, a mandate, right? Yeah. It's not a like, okay, well, let's figure out how to choose or not choose you are required to rest on the Sabbath, right? Don't do any work. I mean, the, the work that Jesus does on the Sabbath in the scriptures often causes a lot of conflict um, because you're not supposed to work. Um, you, 
I had to, um, my Hebrew professor in undergrad um, was uh, Reformed Judaism, but held on to the Orthodox view of the Sabbath. So um, her children couldn't do homework. They didn't turn on lights wow. or light switches, right? Because that is work or it causes someone else to have to work in order to produce electricity or other things. You cook your food the day before because cooking is work, right? Um, and then, you know, they have arguments among themselves, you know, what is the theological implication of if we just leave the TV on overnight and we don't turn it on on the Sabbath, but it is turned on ahead of time, <laughs> right? Because then you're not working because you didn't turn it on, which would be work, but it is, right? Because the boys wanted to watch cartoons on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. right? Because all their friends were getting to watch cartoons. Um, but for them, it was, okay, how do I, in the midst of what is a required Sabbath, right, seek to kind of still do some of the things I want to do? Can I still go play baseball, or is that work? Can I go to a friend's house, or is that work? What does that look like in a balanced life? None of us are doing that. Saturday is a go-to day for so many people. Right? That's the day I've got to get things done, or that's the day I've got to go and do, right? right? Sabbath day for us is about to turn into spring soccer, um, and... Mm. You know, there is no rest with spring soccer. Okay? Um, and so, you know, the, the balance of that tips and the scales of balance tip. But when it is, is mandated, it's required, it's different. Um, but because we can, in our Christianity, right, we don't look at the Old Testament mandates and laws and say, oh, we have to follow them. We follow the new covenant that was given by Christ. And yet, there's something powerful about what God says about, take some time. This is how you find it a sense of balance and purpose. And oftentimes, if we will take the time to rest, we can be more productive. We can be more sure. creative. Yeah. I think that that's true. I was, I was thinking about this week. I had um, on Wednesday, that's my, my day off um, here. And I had a dentist appointment and, you know, on my way home, I was like, okay, now I need to read all of these things for school and I have some assignments that I need to do. But I was driving by the mall and there's a Barnes and Noble there and I've been wanting to go and and pick up some travel books for spring break. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble and look at the travel section. And I never do that sort of thing because it's off script. But I ended up doing that. I stopped. I, I I grabbed a book. I I started reading. Next thing I knew, I was in the food court eating a cookie, (laughs) reading the book. Um, But I, it was so restorative to me that later that afternoon, I went and picked up my son. We went to the park. I, you know, sort of went off script a little bit more. But then that evening, I was still able to do all the things that I was needing to do. So I think to your point about sometimes the rest really can propel you to get those things done in a more efficient way is very, very true. And another thing that you said is that when it's mandated, it feels more okay to do the thing. I I think a lot about how um, during COVID, I, I rested a lot more because it was a man, you had to stay at home. You couldn't go do all of the activities. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing for us to maybe get in our brains is, no, God said for us to rest. Not only should we, we must. Well, and we, we want that for ourselves, but also, right? <laughs> I, w- I went to pick something up at the Walmart over by my house the other day. 
and there's a sign on the door now that says like, beginning March 10th, we'll be closing at 7 p.m., right? And I went and I told my wife that, and she was like, but where are we gonna go buy things if we need it late at night, right? And so like, we want the rest, we want, and it's the same thing of like, okay, like, what grocery stores are actually gonna be open on Thanksgiving, right? We, we do want people to not have to work on Thanksgiving, but if we forget the canberries, right? We do want a place to be able to go and get them, sure. right? And so it's like, we want rest, but. Yeah, sure. We want to be able to do this, but, right? We, we want that, but there's always a but to it in the midst of that as well. Okay. I think the, the challenge with balance is, one, how it's different, but two, when we look at how we seek to interact with one another, we think about rest, but there's so much more to it than that. And in the entirety of Exodus 23, um, this section that we read today, the sabbatical year and the Sabbath falls in the middle of two very important pieces. Um, and the first is one about justice for all. It's a reminder about God's compassion and God's call to the Israelite people to live into compassion, right? It's the same thing as God calls us to live into resting in Sabbath. It's a call to live in compassion. And so um, Exodus 23, one through nine um, is about justice, right? Don't spread false reports. Don't join in and um, be a part of a system of justice that isn't compassionate and isn't allowing people to do what they need to do in a powerful way, right? Um, Don't side with the majority so as to pervert justice, right? The scriptures say, right? When you come upon your enemy's ox or donkey, bring it back, right? Um, And then this reminder uh, that um, you should welcome the stranger because you were once a stranger in a strange land, right? There's this justice, compassion for all. That's part of balance. Then you get the Sabbath reminder, Mm. right? Which is a reminder to one, take your own Sabbath day, but two, allow your land to rest. And while your land is resting, allow the poor to come and to glean off of the land so that they too can have what they need. It's compassion, right? It's all compassion care. And then you get to the festivals. Right? And so there are, there are three Jewish festivals you're supposed to follow. And so there's this reminder to joyfully celebrate with God and God's people. And so this whole section of Moses teaching what God has taught him to the Israelite people is about balance. Balance happens when we care for one another. Balance happens when we take the time to take a step back and rest. And balance happens, yes, when we joyfully celebrate with one another. It's not a if and or a but then. It's a all of this together leads to a balanced life. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to you in the midst of this conversation. Yeah, and I'm thinking too as you're saying this that there is our life balance, but then there is the ba- there is there are other types of balance. You know, balance with how with what we take for ourselves and what we give to others, and balance with how we help ourselves and how we help others. So there is life balance, but then there are you know these balances that we make in other ways. Do I buy my child the new flashy gift for Christmas, or do I give some money away to people that really really need it? Like, how do I? I have balance in other areas, not just in my rest and work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the, you know, it's it's hard to find that balance. The average American child has 123 different toys. Worldwide, the average number of toys for a child is nine. 
And I can tell you that if I look around my house with the three children that I have, we're way over that 123 toy thing. If I sat and counted them all, I would be embarrassed. Um, there's no balance to that. And so the, the hard part with a lot of that too, when you think about personal balance versus a world balance, is we live in an imbalance, but we don't see it often. We live in a place where we're, the scales are tipped in our favor, but we don't see it often. And so the, the, the challenge, I think, with a lot of this, with, and especially with where Moses is trying to direct us, is it's not about your personal balance. But if you are not personally balanced, you tip the world out of balance. Mm. If you're not going to take the time to take a step back and you're in a position of power to rest and find Sabbath, then the people who work for you and with you also can't find that balance. And so you have tipped the scales in a different direction. If you're not going to work for compassionate justice, if you're not going to be out and seeking for and working with the poor, the hurting, and the marginalized, then you're going to tip the scales. And if you're not going to joyfully celebrate with God and God's people, you're going to tip the scales in an imbalance. It's about setting the world right. And it is all centered on God's great compassion. All right, final thoughts? I guess my final thought is I need to keep working on my balance, (laughs) honestly. But um, I think, you know, what you said, Carol, about um, doing things that we think aren't productive, because I know that's something that we both share, um, that it actually is, you know, because you're balancing. So for me, like um, running or meditating or hanging out with friends those are all things that I'm like, oh, well, I, I put them on the side because sure. I don't see them as like super productive. And yet if I don't do them, everything else is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, it's a good reminder for me um, what actually gives me rest mm-hmm. versus what I maybe think gives me rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would kind of piggyback off of that saying that Part of the work that I think we need to do is relieving some of the guilt that we have um, when we're we're trying to make those steps towards mm-hmm. balance. And I, you know, like I, my Barnes and Noble story, I've just tried to be like, well, I, I did that, and and that was that was okay. And I think it's in our lives and in our spiritual lives too, taking the time to meditate or taking the time to just sit in prayer where it mm-hmm. feels like you're really not, you're really not doing, doing. anything. Yeah. Um, but you are. And, um, so I guess releasing some of that guilt might be, um, kind of my final yeah. thought. I think, you know, our conversation today ended up centering a lot around Sabbath, but so did our scripture. Uh, I think there are so many other places in our lives where we are imbalanced. And I think the challenge that we have is, there's so many places in our lives where we're imbalanced. Where do we start? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best place to start is resting in God's compassion and care. And if we can create that centered spiritual relationship, everything else ripples out from there. Mm-hmm. And so my hope for everyone who has um, participated in this conversation today is that you're able to find some sense of balance and rest that helps you to balance the rest of your life. Um, and that that leads to a um, reminder of the compassion and care that God has for all of us. Yeah.
Well, as always, we want to continue the conversation. And so if you had anything bubble up for you as we were talking today, um, feel free to find us afterwards. We'd love to continue to talk about this. If you are um, joining us online, feel free to shoot us a message. Um, We love to continue to talk about all of these things, um, whether you agree with us or you disagree with us, um, or if you had a thought that maybe um, you feel like we missed, we we love um, to continue that conversation. So.